Coming to you from deep inside our lofty, heavily fortified bunker, located somewhere in the heart of Middle Earth, the show that doesn't shy away from tough questions or tough answers. Sit back, turn on your brain, and get ready for truth. It's a dirty job, but hey, somebody has to do it. Thought-provoking, funny, but mostly just entertaining. With nearly 100 years of combined life experience, prepare to listen in on excitement, intrigue, absurdity. This is The David Allen Show. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? in the park today yeah we're in the park really yeah who knew it's great <laughs> this is the david allen show wow episode 53 if you can believe it 53 53 53 yeah that's nearly as old as you are oh wait never <laughs> never mind it's older than you are it's older than me i mean yeah it's older than me <clears throat> Uh-huh. Say what you will. I just did. Have you heard the earth This is global warming. It's falling apart. An it's inconvenient It's supposed to be 70 sequel. degrees today. It's freezing no. here. Really? Speaking of global warming, where is we need some global warming? It's freezing. From the creators. The most criticized scene in the movie An Inconvenient Truth was showing that the combination of sea level rise and storm surge would flood the 9 11 memorial site. And people said, what a terrible exaggeration. Hurricane Sandy slammed into New York City last night, flooding the World Trade Center site. <clears throat> Storms get stronger and more destructive. Watch the water splash off the city. This is global warming. I feel so scared, sorry. Despair can be paralyzing, but this to me is the most exciting new development. <laughs> We're Sickle. seeing a yeah. tremendous amount of positive change. The basis is there, but it's still not enough. This crunch time at Did the he just channel Bill Clinton? <laughs> still some really tough negotiations going enough. on. What would it take to shift to renewables? I'm talking about breaking the impasse. Virtually every nation in the entire world agreed to get to zero greenhouse emissions. It is unprecedented. It's time to put America first. That includes a promise to cancel billions in climate change spending. Our plan will end the EPA. The next generation would be justified in looking back at us and asking, what were you thinking? Couldn't you hear what the scientists were saying? Couldn't you hear what Mother Nature was screaming at you? This movement is in the tradition of every great movement that has advanced humankind. We're not going to recognize it. We don't want to discuss it. It is right to save humanity. It is wrong to pollute this earth. It is right to give hope to the future generation. It is right. An inconvenient sequel. Don't let anybody tell you that we're going to get on rocket ships and live on Mars. This is our home. Uh, Money, money, money. Al Gore. Pimping. 
An Inconvenient Sequel, Truth to Power is what it's called. Share this trailer, July 28th. It's coming live. Really? Yeah. The crazy part about it is uh, he, he talks. This is all about money. It's all about making money on this uh, uh, renewable yeah, energy it, thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it's all about for Al. Nothing to do with actually helping people. Well, you know what it's actually about. Money, money, money. <laughs> well, yeah. What? But it's... it's um, they've tapped out Social Security. So if you can tax carbon emissions, mm-hmm. that is an enormous pot of money that the government can access to pay for things without the so-called debt going crazy. Oh, because the, the Social Security pot is empty? Yeah, it's empty, and they've been digging and into it, it for years. Yeah. Awesome. I'm in. Yep. <clears throat> hmm. That's what this whole thing is about. My cash money. This is Al talking about cash money. <laughs> Al Green? Yeah, Al Green, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and CNN, two days ago, Al Gore targets Trump in an inconvenient sequel. Nearly a decade after an inconvenient truth first hit theaters, former president, vice president Al Gore, I guess some would call him former president, uh, is back. And this time he has his sights set on President Trump. The trailer for an inconvenient sequel, Truth to Power, has re- was released on Tuesday. And opens with a clip of Trump on the campaign trail. Talking about, and we just heard that. While this joke may not have gone over well with rally attendees, or may have gone over well, for Al Gore, the narrator and star of the film, this is no laughing matter. Because he can't make any money. Or laughs. Yeah. The trailer goes on to show images of wildfires and floods, while audio clips of Trump promising to cut climate change funding play in the background, setting him up as the movie's villain. The same day the trailer was released, Trump signed an executive order curbing the federal government's enforcement of climate regulations, giving the film tagline, fight like your world depends on it, a whole new meaning. Yeah. So, uh, that's happening now. So, it's open? I kind of thought Al Gore was going away. No, July, it's actually open. Oh, okay. But they screened it at some of the the film things. We're all going to die. Yeah. Yeah, it's special. Yeah. Uh, before the show, uh, I asked you to look up lame duck. What uh-huh. does this mean? Aha. Uh-huh. It is, in politics, is an elected ofi- official whose successor has already been elected. Is a lame duck. The official is often seen as having less influence with other politicians due to their limited time left in office. Okay, so if a senator, congressperson, whatever, a senator, get senator, senator, congressperson, if if they get if they lose the election or they retire, yes. yeah, the the gap between election day and their being or, gone, yeah. that's lame duck president. Yeah, they get done. Like pres- Obama was a lame duck president. Well, because it was his second term, and he, for him. The way, I mean, I've always heard it, is that after six years, you're basically lame duck president. 
because oh, because you're out no matter what. Yeah, you're out no matter what in two years. Useless. Yeah. So I mean, you can. I mean, it might be good, and if you're a chief executive, you can make you can do things that would be politically prohibitive, you know, prior to this potentially. So in some ways, it might be good and look and you have a presidency right now that i think is it's beyond saying it's in crisis mode it's you know it's on the brink the question is on the brink of what is that on the brink of collapse is it on the brink of becoming a a, a temporarily lame duck presidency ah. maybe it feels lame duckish temporarily right now you've got a stalled agenda you've got a president who cannot accept the fact that russia interfered in this election and until he accepts that fact this story is going to consume him. And my fear, and Andrea, the question to you is this. The world must be panicked that if this president is tested right now, if Western alliances are tested by a Putin in, in the Baltics, by North Korea, is the, pre- is the United States prepared to lead in a crisis right now for the world? That Chuck Todd, the unbiased, um, the non-biased host of Meet the Press. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Well, you just ask him. He's not biased. He just reports the facts. See, but I don't think that mean, word means what you so think it means. So, go back. What does lame duck mean? A lame duck you in lo- politics... <laughs> right, this is what we're talking about. ...is an elected official whose successor has already been elected. So, he's just a, saying, kind of, that Trump's successor has already been elected. What? Well, I think he's... I think he's equating the consequences of being lame duck. Of not being able to get anything done. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Still. Still. Come on. Yeah, I know. Yep. I'm I'm with you. I agree. It's ridiculous. And just because Trump Care failed, which Trump Care, is that what we're calling it? Trump yeah, Care? That's what they're calling it. Wow. Um and I've heard a lot of you know, some conservatives who legitimately say it was bad. Maybe not as bad as Obamacare, but still really bad. Um, so it's good that it failed. Uh, who cares? I mean, <clears throat> if this was a Democrat pushing someone, pushing an agenda through and it failed, they wouldn't be making these accusations against a Democrat. Mm-hmm. But since it's Trump, and Trump, you know, I've been thinking, he says some of the craziest things. I think the thing with Trump is he he's trying to be funny. And he says these things like, you know, um, when you were playing that clip from the inconvenient truth, he was talking about, oh, it's cold here. Where's no, some of that inconvenient um, sequel? Okay, whatever. Get it right. Okay. The see, in- they, they had to go away from truth because it was clear they weren't telling the truth the last one. So now it's just inconveniently a sequel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's no truth here, but yeah, it's inconvenient. It's a sequel. But Trump, Trump was trying to be funny about how. We need some of that global warming because it's cold <laughs> right, here. Right. I think most of the time he, he's just running his mouth oh, and yeah. trying to be funny. I assume that as well. But most people just assume that he's um, he's he's serious. No. Which well, is strange they, to me. They want you to assume that. Oh, they pretend like, as if he's serious. Pretend or portend? Pretend. Oh, yeah. What's portend mean? It means it's something going to happen. Okay. <laughs> the mainstream media's obsession with Fox News continues. 
As the New York Times sends intrepid reporters John Coblin and Nick Corastanati. No, Corastaniti. Wow. wow. Into the fierce jungle land of right wing television to watch an entire day of it. So they, he used the adjective intrepid. Mm-hmm. Means fearless and adventurous. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a fearless endeavor in order to watch to some. watch right winged, which oh. they're claiming right wing television for an entire day. They have escaped back to this with this dispatch from the front lines. This quote: "One nation under Fox, eighteen hours with a network that shapes America." Fox News is a singular force, crafting a searing narrative about what's happening in the world for millions of viewers, including Trump. <gasps> it wasn't that awful a report. Although one can't picture the Times undertaking such an expedition during the Obama years, going on a brave quest into the left-wing fever swamps of MSNBC ah. and CNN and ABC and so on. After noting the network's new biggest fan, President Trump, the reporters admit the obvious. Fox News has been the most watched cable news network for 15 years, but depending on the hour, the new narrative, the news narrative it pre- presents to its large and loyal conservative audience can sharply diverge from what consumers of other media outlets seem to may be seeing. We watched Fox News, Fox News from 6 a.m. until midnight on Thursday to see how its coverage varied from that of its rivals on a day when cable news was dominated by the healthcare debate in Congress, the terrorist attack in London, and the investigation into Russian interference in the presidential election. Always the onus is on the highly rated Fox News to be more like the networks, i.e. more toward the liberal media mainstream, and never for the networks to become more balanced and reclaim some of the viewership loss due to bias. And there's always a feel of an anthropological expedition when discussing Fox News content, quite different from when the Times is engaged in a cozy, familiar celebration of the latest needle upward in Rachel Maddow's ratings at the left-wing outlet MSNBC. To their credit, Copland and Cora Saniti did spend a lot of time on one aspect of mainstream media bias by omission harped on by Fox News that day, an allegation of rape of a teen girl in Maryland in a Maryland high school by illegal aliens, an incident that's been ignored by the mainstream media networks. Even then, the Times kept it kept to its oversensitive, undocumented terminology because you can't you don't want to offend someone accused of rape. Don't you think that the mainstream media is kind of like Lindsay Lohan or Britney Spears and that when they start becoming irrelevant, they're going to do something crazy to try to gain attention or, um, (laughs) yeah. So I think, I think they're going to do more like this. Eventually you're going to see, I don't know, uh, Anderson, whatever. Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Cooper. He's going to uh, shave his head and come out swinging with an umbrella at somebody in front of a, uh, in front of a bar, so that he can get some attention or something, kind of, uh, uh, kind of like Britney or, I don't know, anything, anything to increase Cooper, the ratings. Cooper is gonna shave his head. Yeah. Huh. Go crazy like Britney, or maybe R- Rachel Maddow. <clears throat> um, I don't know. This sort of stuff seems to me uh, that they're desperate. But I did see on uh, Drudge Report they had an article that. Rachel Maddow, her ratings are growing. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's insane. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. 
Explain it to me, please. I can't. Oh, okay. Other than they're insane. I saw, if I can find it again, I saw that there are a few cities in California that have voted <laughs> to impeach Obama or impeach Trump. <laughs> wow. And they're sending their, their votes to impeach him to the... And this will do exactly what? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. impeachment comes from the cities, right? Around the country. Um, I think so. Well, th- Is that should, not right? They should have a say. <laughs> They're well, hoping it's going to make a statement, they said. Let's see if I can find it. It's funny. It, to me, it's the same kind of statement. Up in um, St. Cloud, there was a uh, convent. I almost called it a nunnery. But there was a convent <laughs> up there, and you would drive. It was just this big building. And you'd drive by it, <clears throat> and they'd have a sign out the, out in front that it was a nuclear nuclear free zone no nuclear weapons were allowed on this premise no way and so well, you drive by I, i'm that i i, I just uh, to me to me that i i just thought that was so humorous it seems the same thing with these with these uh cities <clears throat> it's working isn't it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well i guess Maybe. you could look at it that way there hasn't been a, a nuclear weapon on those premises yeah. since they started so some might say they made the the city safer. Richmond, California. The first 100 days of the Trump administration aren't even over yet. This was in February. And Tuesday, the president is already facing calls for impeachment, but it's not from Congress. Instead, a Bay Area city made a bold move. <laughs> Richmond City Council says it has become the first city in the country to go on record in support of impeachment hearings for President Trump. The council acknowledged how unusual it was to call for a president's impeachment. He's been in office for only a month, but the the vote was unanimous. Unfortunately, with this president, it's oddly appropriate, said Richmond City Council member J.L. Myrick. Council member Gail McLaughlin spearheaded the resolution, which calls Congress to investigate the president's business holdings in something his critics believe are grounds for impeachment. This is our voice, she said. This is our country. We have the right to speak up. Even in this progressive city, there was one vocal Trump supporter who was eventually thrown out for swearing at the council. Actually, you don't have a voice because the GOP controls Congress, and you people are (laughs) stupid enough to think Congress will impeach Trump. (laughs) I just... And by passing this resolution, the sit- Richmond City Council is now hoping it'll inspire other cities to do the same. What in the world do you Which think will they do didn't what? do that could have impacted their city by doing this stupid, stupid resolution? Exactly. And Nothing. now I think the city of Berkeley has done the same. Well, that, Which, we're not that's surprised by that. No, but it's just outrageous. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I... I to me, same thing, nuclear-free zone. Oh, really? March 9, another California town votes to impeach Trump. Let's see if, well, will they have will that play? Nope. Alameda. The Alameda City Council has passed a, a resolution asking Congress to investigate whether to impeach Trump. The council met late into the night before deciding to ask lawmakers to look into potential conflicts with the president's business dealings and possible ties to Russia. Vice Mayor... Malia Vela and council member Jim Odie brought forth the impeachment resolution. Wow. 
Wow. Isn't your buddy Tim Grayson <laughs> on the city council of Alameda? Alameda? Ooh, hey, make sure is. you wash your hands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's somewhere. Maybe, maybe Fremont. Oh, it might be Fremont, yes. You have a friend who's in the pinnacles of power? Mm-hmm. You know what this From reminds music. me of? That saying... Everything happens for a reason. Sometimes that reason is you're a moron. Yeah. You do <laughs> stupid <laughs> yeah. For Remont.gov. Nope. Nope. So he's falling from the heights. Hooding. Conquered, maybe. It's somewhere on the East Bay. <sighs> but I thought that was humorous. Hmm. Well, you know, it's it's how their intent is is what matters. Do you remember Anthony Weiner? Um, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Huma Abedin's um, estranged husband, who uh, got yep. estranged or Estr- strange. Well, yes, I think both. Yes, he got uh, kicked out of Congress. Yes. Well, no. Well, for. I, he didn't run again, I think. I don't think he got, like... Oh, he, did, he, he didn't lose his seat? He just couldn't go again? Yeah, well, then he ran for mayor. That worked out. Yeah. He, well, it was up to... Yeah, until it came out that he was sending more pictures of yeah. his junk to other people. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think he tried to send his, that, that stuff to his wife ever? And what? it didn't work, and so he, then he thought he'd try somewhere else? Send what? The pictures? <laughs> uh No. No. Now, come on. <laughs> a new report suggests that Huma Abedin, Hillary Clinton's top aide, and her estranged husband, Anthony Weiner, a former congressman, are back together again. And their previous breakup was more for optics and done under pressure from Hillary's campaign. So, it's true love? Or does somebody have, like, pictures? Oh, my friend now, clearly... Apparently is the um, California State Assembly member representing the Assembly's 14th district. As a, as a Democrat, obviously. Oh, oh, no. No, no, no. He's a Republican? Yeah. How do you get, how, how do you get elected? He's a Pentecostal preacher, which I'm, I don't know. Huh. Yeah. Unless he's changed in the last 15 years since I've talked to him, or 20 years, whatever it was. But anyway. Wow. How old is he? Uh, hmm. 40s, probably. Oh, he's probably 50 now. Why did your mic die? I don't know. It's dying now. Huh. Completely. What happened? 50. See, this is why, okay, we need a fundraising drive so we can get our new our new and improved uh, podcast studio done. Here, here. Here, here, here. Here, here. 50. Hey. 50. Can't be that old, but maybe. 20 years ago, he was in his 30s. So You're yeah. almost 40. Oh, man. It's true. I think this whole mixer's dying. Yeah, I need new gear. So uh, for all you listeners out there uh, care about this show yep. and you want it to continue. Um, send us your yeah, money. Send, send your cash. Yeah. I mean, not too much because we don't, I mean, we don't need a plane and, we don't and need all that the jet rest yet. of it. Yet. But just enough that would fit a, um, a really nice podcast studio we, we have the safe room 
to put it in. Yeah. That's set up. Yeah. Bulletproof glass. Yeah. According to a report yeah. in Sunday's New York Post, a source close close to the couple, this is Huma and Wiener. Huma. Um, sorry. What, you mean Aberdeen and Wiener? Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Aberdeen's Wiener. I mean, that, I'm just I being technical. I'm just being technical. Technically right here. Could it be Wiener's Aberdeen? Yeah, I, I think that, the other, that, the other way has a... Anyway, according uh, to a report in Sunday's New York I didn't want to be Post, transphobic, so that's why I said Aberdeen's so Wiener. gender pho- No. <clears throat> uh, a source close to the couple revealed Huma has been working hard on her relationship with Anthony. He has been spending <laughs> 80 to 90% of his time at the apartment they share. I was thinking that she created a Facebook pass of... Uh, uh, on a profile and then put a bunch of pictures of 15 year olds on there and was texting him and uh because she wanted to communicate he's working hard on that relationship if yeah. there's a disagreement he goes to his mother's apartment in brooklyn another source reportedly told the post the breakup was quote more for the optics for the campaign and under pressure from hillary's camp <laughs> Hillary's camp. 49 is, sorry, we're jumping back and forth in content. Another source reportedly, oh, that was it. Uh, Wiener has been caught in numerous sex scandals while married to the high-profile Abaddon, who is believed by many to be Clinton's lover, no, closest advisor, which some would say lover. In 2011, while serving in Congress, Wiener published a picture of his genitalia on Twitter. I didn't know did it was he, live to Twitter. Did he do it to, on Twitter? I didn't know. I thought it was, a well, it could be a direct message, I guess. I don't use Twitter. Did though. he make a mistake and accidentally? <laughs> That's probably how it got out. I must have misread that. I thought he did it to the Gentiles. <laughs> Where's my bell? <laughs> he sent a picture of Gentiles to... No, wait. No. <clears throat> Someone's dyslexic. <clears throat> uh, Wiener eventually said, after two weeks of denying his involvement, the post was a mistake and that he meant to send it to a college student. <laughs> 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 he then resigned from office under immense pressure. Kinda. Is that the wording of it? Because yes. <laughs> that clears it all up. <laughs> oh, that's so oh, much better. That boy, that could happen to anybody. <laughs> in 2013, while he was in the middle of running for mayor of New York City, it was exposed. <laughs> Weir had been using a pseudonym, Carlos Danger, to send nude pictures of himself to more women. Not surprisingly, Wiener, who refused to drop out of the contest, lost the race. Shockingly, he still received 4.9% of the vote. In September 16, it was revealed that Wiener, 2016, that Wiener had sent more uh, nude pictures of himself, this time to a 15-year-old girl. Wiener also asked the girl to engage in uh, rape fantasies with Wiener, according to a report by the Daily Mail. It was at this time Abaddon reportedly decided to leave him but this wasn't the last we'd hear about him prior to the presidential election. In November 19, 19, 2016, FBI Director James Comey 
announced the FBI had discovered new emails related to Clinton's tenure at the State Department and that the emails were not duplicates of emails previously recovered from the uh, other investigations of Clinton's use of her personal email server to conduct State Department business. The emails had been discovered while officials were searching a laptop belonging to Wiener as part of their investigation of his alleged sexual relationship with a minor. Coney, Coney, Comey would later say, just two days before the election... The FBI found no evidence that warranted prosecuting Clinton. Clinton has said Comey's announcement played a significant role in helping President Trump capture the White House. Uh, apparently, those files were found in a folder on that hard drive that said life insurance. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's worked so far. You mean none of them are dead? Yeah, well, he's not dead, and she's not dead, and yeah. <clears throat> that we know of. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Right? Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, I don't know. I have a hard time... I, I mean, you can only speculate, but it's hard, <laughs> yep. it's hard for me to believe that she's staying with him for love. Because what a but isn't she bag full of on garbage? Muslim? Isn't that what you do? No, that's not what you do. Well, if she was full on Muslim, she'd be wearing a head oh, thing uh, and everything mm-hmm. else. <clears throat> that's her mom. Yeah. So, and I don't know if a woman can divorce a man in Islam. Maybe more moderate. This is the David Allen Show. Rumor spreading round in that Texas town. About to shack outside the game. And you know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you want to go to that home out on the range. They got a lot of nice girls. Jay would uh, kindly show his face because nah. he's got some insight into some of the uh, current goings on uh, regarding the ISP bill that just yeah. uh, got reversed. Um, so, I mean, unfortunately, he's kind of a 
slacker, so shady. We're not going to be able to get his information, and yeah. so because of that, we probably shouldn't believe it. So anything you hear Jay say, disregard as false. Yeah, yeah, unless proven otherwise. Yeah, it's kind of like innocent until proven guilty, but then switch it um, <clears throat> for him. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I'm thankful we uh, we don't live in Europe. No. But the same kind of mentality um, is constantly being propagated here um, regarding Im- immigration. And um, <clears throat> I want to talk about an article I saw that uh, it's kind of a preview of coming attractions in America if we're not diligent and wise. And um, <clears throat> happened in Germany. I don't know. Did, have you heard this? Um, German prosecutors have charged an Afghan migrant with the murder and rape of a 19-year-old medical student in Freiburg. The suspect already served a prison term for a similar offense in Greece, but was released early. <clears throat> They say Hussan attacked, strangled, and raped a 19-year-old medical student who disappeared on, while well, on her way home from a party. Hassan? Hassan. Mm-hmm. In October. Um, His last name Ben Sober? <laughs> her body was found on the river, in, in the river the next day. The, um, they, uh, they linked him to some DNA evidence. They found a strand of hair in the bushes near the girl's body to identify and arrest him. And what had happened is, he'd arrived in Germany from Afghanistan as an unoccupied asylum seeker in 2015 with no identity papers and had been living with a a German foster family ever since. So for two years, he's been living with this uh, German foster family. And at the time of of his arrest, he told police he was 17 years old. However, two studies by medical age experts suggest the suspect was at least 22 at the time. (gasps) And... <clears throat> Let's see. Um, it had been revealed that he had been previously detained on charges of murdering a woman in Greece in 2013. Yikes. He had been sent- sentenced to prison to 10 years in prison, but was released prematurely only two and a half years into his sentence. That sounds now, right. Now, that's going to happen. Now, the rest of what I'm going to say here is not necessarily going to happen in America. In Germany, he's going to be tried as a juvenile instead of an adult. Why? He Uh, identifies as 17. Oh, man. Is that all it takes? His case will be heard um, uh, by a juvenile chamber, and if convicted of murder, he could be handed a drum roll, please, 10-year jail term for murdering and then in ten years he'd be out and he could do it again. Well, he he wouldn't he wouldn't do ten. And he'd years. only be twenty seven or thirty two. And since they cannot confirm that he's not a juvenile, and he says he's a juvenile, they're going to charge him as a juvenile in Germany. That sounds neat. <clears throat> yeah, good, good on you, Angela, Ang- Angela Merkel. Um, Go my, get him. My question is, how in the world has this woman stayed in power? <laughs> 
I mean, why hasn't this? I mean, it's happening all the time. Are they that far gone? Are they that far mm-hmm. uh, brainwashed? I mean, consider Sweden. Although the shenanigans that are going up there. There was a a couple uh, a journalists who went to uh, one of these no-go places in Sweden. Yeah. And they wanted to uh, they wanted to document because supposedly uh, they were skeptical that there are s- such things as no-go places in uh, Sweden areas where there's so many uh, Muslim migrants that um, unless you're unless you live there you're not allowed to go in there and they I think they lasted like 20 minutes and a police officer came up and he said if you don't you have to leave right now or else you you, you might get killed because a crowd's going to build and then they're going to to surround you and uh, potentially kill you and they had a, a police car just follow them around for their protection hmm. <clears throat> That's interesting. Is it interesting? <clears throat> it's unfortunate. It's sad but true. Hmm. What is it, it in the mindset of a progressive? <clears throat> it's like suicidal. It's almost suicidal or masochistic. Um they want to create this this weird utopia, but they're going to be the first ones eaten. Mm-hmm. And how do you re- how do you reason with that kind of madness? Well, I, I know where you can send them. Uh, where? San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that out loud, but yes, um, there is. Let me f- let me find the name. A stunning paradise island, where the locals fire arrows at passing helicopters. Oh yes, and kill unwanted terrorists. The inhabitants of North Sent- Sentinel Island in the Indian Coast Ocean are thought to number around four hundred, but little else is known about them due to their hostility. The villagers of North Sent- Sentinel Island, located between India and Burma, fired arrows at a passing camera crew who tried to document their way of living from the air and sea. The Sentinelese are believed to have lived on the island for over 60,000 years, but little else is known about them because of their hostility to outsiders. Man, those guys are old. Okay, no yeah, I know. The clip shows the inhabitants lining up on the beach with spears while others drew bows and unleashed a volley of piercing arrows. Whew! Piercing. One of the deadly projectiles even injured a member of the crew after the boat floated to the too near to the shore for their liking. The camera crew captured the villagers firing arrows at a helicopter. The narrow the, the narrator can be heard saying, we were prevented from approaching the shore. He added a final thought saying, they don't want anything to do with us. Are they right? Okay. The clip has already clocked up millions of views, but they are unlikely to discover more unless the 400 natives open up to the outside world. I think the 400 natives may not want Nash, Nat Geo coming in and photographing <laughs> them being naked. Wouldn't that be funny? If, if but that's all it is. The whole, we, yeah, we want to die. No, you don't. You want to see how people live with no clothes on. That's all they care about. I think it would be hilarious if like a billionaire owns or has the island and he has his lot like underground lair underneath a volcano and he hires people <laughs> to his- do this to keep people away. <clears throat> that's brilliant. I wonder where Obama went. Yeah, no kidding. Does he hang out at what, Branson's? Oh, what about the island? Lolito Express? Has he taken that 
that shuttle. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Is that from uh, uh, Edelstein? Is his name Edelstein? Yeah, yeah Epstein. That, uh, Epstein. Epstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bo- Boys Town? Is that is that related to that? Perhaps. Well, probably behind the scenes, but <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. Boys Town. Look it up. Yikes. Fine. Yeah. Uh, read that whole. Fiasco. Speaking of Maddow, Maddow, whatever, whatever her last name, her name is. Rachel Maddow. She married to a woman. Is she married? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Thursday, March 30. She is climbing the ranks. She is nearly total day MSNBC. These are the uh, demo 25 to 54 demographic. Uh, the, these are the stats. So the, this is, these are the ratings that people go by. Uh, total day Fox News Channel 364, CNN 288, MSNBC 283, Headline News 83. So that's kind of useless. Primetime uh, Fox News Channel 546 overall, CNN 483, MSNBC 553. So primetime on Thursday, March 30, which is two days ago. From when we record this show, uh, MSNBC beat everybody. Uh, if we go slot by slot, okay. So Cavuto is on Fox. Tapper, Jake Tapper on CNN. Uh, MSNBC Live. Uh, Cavuto beat them handily. A uh, 5 p.m. slot is the five. Wolf Blitzer. And then some other stuff on the others no one cares about. Uh, 6 p.m. and the 5-1 handily. 6 p.m. slot, Brett Baer on FNC, Wolf again on CNN. And Greta Van Susteren has moved to MSNBC, the bastion of conservatism. Um, 7 p.m. slot, Martha McCallum, who, what did she do? She's got... I, I, I think it's a talk show similar to Kelly. Who knows? Um, and then Burn It. What is her name on CNN? Oh, what's her first name? Carol Burnett. Karen, no. uh, Aaron. Aaron Burn It. There it is. Uh, 345, McCallum 412, Matthews, Chris Matthews, the Toothless Wonder 400, and we don't care about HLN. So the 8 p.m. slot. Now we're getting into some biz. 8, 9, and 10. 8 p.m. O'Reilly on Fox 529. CNN Anderson Cooper 429. MSNBC is Chris Hayes, the lesbian. I mean, <laughs> I think he's a guy. Uh, 458. So MSNBC beat CNN, which is shocking. Cooper's got to hate that. Then he's got a second hour, 9 p.m. So his second hour is 525. Uh, Tucker Carlson, 579 at 9. He took uh, uh, Megyn Kelly's spot and has just been blowing it up. Uh, however, Rachel Maddow at 9 p.m., 711. So she dominated the 9 p.m. slot on Thursday. Yeah, she did. <clears throat> And then it's back. So she she's what people want to see. Don't know why. I mean, you saw her tease that stupid tax report for an hour before there was nothing in it. Yeah, but is this a flash in a pan? I, I think so. Yeah. But there is enough crazy people that live in, a, in, a, in an environment that says that anything that is not the crazy, loony, liberal left is not worth listening to. So you consider, say, the 9 p.m., 
that's about close to two million people if you add up all all of the viewers. You know what I mean? So okay. Carlson five seventy nine is that five hundred seventy nine thousand viewers? I, I think so. I do think that's what that is. So it's I don't know, one point nine million people. And we have what three hundred and twenty million people. Wait a second. Are you saying that the majority of people don't really care about cable television yeah, and cable I news? Ca- I kinda am. How? Oh. Blasphemy. How dare you come up with such a ridiculous outrage? <laughs> outrage. I found yeah. my bell. I found my bell. Where was it? Hiding. Oh. Plotting its revenge. Oh, I don't know what the you ocean. Did. Hey, speaking of uh, crazy people who are confused about gender and sexuality. Yes. Uh, Where we? My daughter sent me. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> and Chris Hayes, yep. My daughter sent me this, uh, this link. It's from the Daily Wire. Ooh. This week in feminism. If oh, you're, man. If you're not bisexual, you're transphobic. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you must now bat for both teams? Yeah. Or else you're a hater? According to Everyday Feminism's transgender feminist, Riley J. Dennis, who it's a man <laughs> who's mutilated okay. his, or had his body mutilated. Yeah. If you have a genital preference and are not... Sexu- that's, that's what it's called? Mm-hmm. And are not sexually attracted to both a penis and vagina... You are transphobic, or as he interchangeably uses, cissexist. Cis, cis. Hey. Cissexist. He argues that genital preference is actually a form of discrimination against trans people. For instance, if you identify as a straight male but have a preference for women without penises, you're transphobic. That's probably true. If I woke up and... The person that I sleep with had extra hardware genitals. I would run screaming from the bed. I think I would. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you there. We have just sprouted out of nowhere. So if we agreed upon yeah. something, we can come together. <laughs> I I am scared of people that are. Oh, okay. I'm not going to say it because. Anyways, gender preferences are allowed so long as gender as gender is identified. <laughs> By the gender cart chart, which feelings supersede biology, and uh, continues on with this Riley. Some people are making the argument that it's not cissexist at all to only be attracted to people with one kind of genitals. If you're a woman who only likes women, go ahead, identify as a lesbian. But some women have penises. (laughs) (laughs) Really? No, they don't. And if the fact that some lesbians might be attracted to, to those women offends you it's because you don't think trans women are real women wow she has a point because they're not (laughs) um i'm trying to show that preferences for women with vaginas over women with penises might be partially informed by the influence of a sexist society riley then goes on to explain that preferences might be okay maybe sort of as long as you're not saying you would never do something 
The example from the feminist, a man preferring tall girls. Having a preference for a tall for tall girls is fine, but refusing to date anyone under 5'7 is ridiculous. <laughs> uh-huh. Hmm. So what do you think? That's neat. She got a point? He's got a point? Does it got a point? <laughs> Does it? You know, then maybe that's what we need to do. It. Just call them all it's. The only legitimate question in all this is, does she really believe that or is she just trolling for he? (laughs) It. (laughs) That, That human being that said those things. Because if you have two or three working brain cells, you wouldn't come up with that idea. Yeah. And it's amazing how, uh, how, how depraved people get now beyond all that, that, that person is created in the image of God, but look how far Mm -hmm. they can fall. My daughter also sent me an article, um, from LifeSite news. It says, I'm a gay man, happily married to a woman. I'm not the only one. Huh? And he's, uh, like he starts out and he says, when Christian rock star Trey Pearson announced he was coming out of the closet and separating oh, from his wife. What was that band name again? I don't know. Ah, uh, yes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he said that his wife had been his biggest supporter and that she hugged me and cried and said how proud of me she was. And this author says, if that this account is exactly true, it is troubling. Think about the degree the degree of social decay required, especially within Christianity, for a Christian wife to be so conditioned by popular culture that she immediately congratulates her husband for abandoning her and their children rather than reaching out <laughs> for help to preserve their marriage and family. A man who walks away from a marriage because of same-sex attraction is no different from a man who abdicates his role as husband and father for sex with another woman. We shouldn't view Trey Pearson's actions as heroically true to self, but as simply selfish. I should know. I walked away from my marriage nearly 20 years ago because of my same-sex attraction. I made a stunning error in judgment. Thankfully, our marriage has been happily, very happily restored for more than five years now. Along the way, I learned that marriage is more than a tradition or a religious or a social construct. Monogamous, complementary, con- Conjugal marriage is a pearl of great price worth investing one's entire life in, a pursuit that surpasses all its imitators and and imposters. And um, he told an interesting story. Um, Let's see if I can find it. Oh, yeah. Very interesting story. Um, and I'll... It's so interesting. <laughs> We're going to catch it up here in a minute. All right, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the David Allen Show? I'm Geraldo. <laughs> Hoover and by my suitcase Trying to find I hear your voice calling, it's all right A 
trying to start a riveting story. Yeah. Well, it's riveting to me. Um, <clears throat> in this article it, it uh, about same-sex attraction, they quoted um, Dale Larson, who's now a father of four and grandfather of nine, who um, recognized his same-sex attractions at an early age. After nine years of marriage and during a period of stress, his attraction skyrocketed. And he had a gay relative who convinced him that he needed to be who he was. Oh. And that's who I am, and I needed to live my life that way. Be who you are. And she arranged for him to go on a date with another man. And Dale... Oh, wait a second. His what? uh, A gay relative of his. Oh, oh, sorry, not his wife. Not his wife. Okay. 
And he recalls when he went on the date, I looked over and I saw a couple and that couple's brother and sister-in-law and their little kids. And they had the same age kids I had and the same two boys and a girl. And all of a sudden, in my mind, I saw my own family sitting there. And the words that came to, into my mind were, if you continue down this path, and you can, you will lose them. I made a decision that that, that was it. I was coming back home. I wanted a family so bad. I wanted my, li- my wife. I loved my wife. And uh, he quotes a couple people. Um, one is, my feelings don't define me. I'm not what I feel. I'm what I do. Um, and another, we can choose our destiny. We can choose the direction we want. It's not easy, but the blessings are enormous. <clears throat> and um, the article, the person who wrote the article, uh, struggles with same-sex uh, attraction, said that, and he lists a bunch of stories of similar people to himself and he said that their stories are not based on reparative therapy or so-called attempts to pray away the gay or other efforts to change sexual orientation rather we fully accept the reality of our same-sex attractions and fully affirm our individual self-worth just as we are we also attest that our 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 attractions do not dictate our relationships. While we may not have a choice about our attractions, we do have a choice about our relationships. Hmm. And rather than choose the now culturally acceptable and popularly uh, celebrated same-sex relationship, we instead have chosen marriage, the real thing. And here's here's what the proponents of same-sex marriage and the many who have passively accepted its rival may never be able to comprehend. Sex within marriage and marriage itself is about generously giving of ourselves, not taking what our eyes and minds covet. It's a total different attitude. It's not taking, it's giving. And I would rather live freely according to reason and harmony with the universe than as a prisoner living according to the dictates of nothing more than hormone-triggered impulses. Wow. I thought that was an outstanding article. Yeah, it is. Um, because I think in some sense they're, you know, they... they you, <laughs> They had programs where they tried to alter your attractions. Mm-hmm. And if you are attracted to something for whatever reason, um, you know, who knows? Um, there might be a genetic component. Maybe there's not. But definitely how you were raised and the experiences you've had in your life will lead you down certain paths. And... Um, Basically, they're saying you're not an animal. You don't have to act like an animal. You don't have to. Just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean you have to live that way and act that way. And um, there's something beautiful. Because when it comes to a marriage, you're not always going to feel like loving your wife. You're not always going to feel like being a, 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 a wonderful father um, or a mother. To your wife? Well, to your children. Right. But... It can't be about your feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a choice you make. It's an absolute choice. And so what they're doing is like this Trey Pearson. I mean, what abject, absolute, total selfishness mm-hmm. abandoning his family. Mm-hmm. I mean, he should be ashamed of himself. Yeah. What and, if he, what but if it's he cool. abandoned his family so he could be with another girl? 
same thing but yeah yeah people wouldn't sell no they wouldn't that'd be nuts yeah yeah huh it's an interesting argument yeah why is it okay to have an affair in that sense because oh it's who I am well what if who you are is a polygamist mm-hmm. it's who I am I need to be mm-hmm. with multiple people or That's pedophile yeah we're, we're just over a year into the show you can't have it both ways <laughs> uh, you talked about cissexism in that article yeah it's derived from the Latin cis meaning on the same side and sexism you're on the same One. side of sexism? The belief that gender is solely determined by biological sex and that non-cis genders are therefore less valid than cis genders. Now, define so, so, valued. So, valid. Oh, valid. Oh, okay. Yeah, then that. Yep, that's it. The resulting belief... This is a number two. The resulting belief that transgender people are inferior to cis people. I don't know what, I mean, no. you call it what you will, but... No, that's not. Nobody's saying that they're inferior. No, that's what they claim. Number that would three. Be, I mean, do, do people think that people with schizophrenia or anorexia are, less, are, oh, yes, are inferior? <laughs> no. Nobody thinks have that. They just have an issue. Yeah. Number three, occasionally used as a synonym for transphobia, in which case cissexism also refers to the oppression, negative attitudes, and feelings that transgender people face as a result of the belief detailed earlier. So, cissexist-ism. Wow. This is outrageous. Mm. Speaking of outrageousness... Do you remember the, what is her name? I don't know. The white lady that tried to be black, claimed she was black yeah, to run Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. In to understanding <laughs> that gender funny. is not binary. It's not. Um, okay, hold on. Back up. Gender is understood. We've, we've progressed. We've evolved in to understanding that gender is not binary it's not um even biological you know but what strikes me as so odd is that race isn't biological either and actually race has been to some extent less biological than gender if you really think about history and our bodies um is this after type she a got or caught? Type o this or is whatever new. blood this came out. We don't, March twenty seven. Yeah, there's no like okay. white blood and black blood, and you know, there's not like this is a uh, interview. Uh, BBC Newsnight apparently talked to her, sat her down because she can't get work now. Uh huh. Because of what happened. Because she's a liar, liar, because, pants on fire. Because she got attacked by black people. <laughs> body parts that are, you know, certain, you know. So you you believe in in a concept of transracial? Well, I, I believe that the word transracial has become socially useful in describing racial fluidity and identity. <laughs> do you think, though, that the world will come round to your way of thinking? Or do you think you'll always be viewed as the, the pariah, the, the white woman who wanted to be black? I don't know. I don't think that that's for me to 
hope for or predict. I don't. I really don't don't know where we're headed. I would hope. Describe for us now what life is like day to day. You can't get a job. You don't have money. Right. Was that all as a result of Except this? Except she's on a book tour right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was a result of me being discredited, basically called a liar and a fraud and a con, and people not trusting um, my work. Because you it, are! Not just my identity, <laughs> but everything that I did, including my resume, was called into question. I'm so stigmatized right now, not just at large, but especially in this town where I have to stay here in this region um, to be a mother to Franklin. And no. I'm just highly um, stigmatized and ostracized. It's very hostile. Are you recognized when you go out? Yes. And what? No matter how I do my hair, I'm still recognized. <laughs> and what do people say to you? Um, some people stop me in the grocery store and say like, oh my goodness, did you know that you look like that one white woman who said she was black but she wasn't? And then laugh, you know, and it's just like, that's interesting, you know, is what I say. And then I say, oh, it's just, it's not a bad thing because she was, she, was, she was quite pretty, you know, or something. It's just kind of like this awkward moment where people who don't recognize me still associate me with Rachel Dolezal. Where was the worst criticism for you? What, what hurt most? I would say that the the biggest um, attack was from, of course, through the parents and the white media and the white police and the you know the white establishment the white at large police. really dealt the biggest blow. But the criticism that hurt the worst was from the black community, because I still um, Stop being feel like, like that's home for me. And even if I get evicted or get push to the fringe or some people don't see me as part of that group it's still where I feel like I fit and where I feel at home so um, that hurts it's painful because I feel like there's uh, misunderstanding that I want to resolve if I could resolve one group's misunderstanding it would be the black community for sure and I'm spent No, I have a hard time with anybody being upset with her. Mm -hmm. There's no reason that she can't do what she did and mm -hmm. have everyone not champion her. Yeah. She should be championed, like, without question. Yep. It's a lot, they're logically inconsistent. Yeah. This is, this is perfect. She did the right, what they say to do. And yet she's now ostracized and all the other sized words she said. Supersized. Uh, well, not, Did well, she say her hair one? is supersized. It's frizzy and big still. Yeah. I just have one thing to say about this. <laughs> yes, do tell. Harry Buffalo. What? Harry Buffalo. Is it a guy? No. Or is it a Harry Buffalo? It's a drink. Okay. Like frat parties might do this. Make okay. Harry Buffalo. Huh. So you take Kool-Aid and you mix it with Everclear. Everclear. So when somebody drinks it, they don't realize how much alcohol Ooh. is in it. And they get drunk without knowing it. Hmm. These type of stories, it is a uh, duplicitous way of of trying to um, change people's world's view, world view without them knowing it. Mm -hmm. 
You mean to have these interviews like this? Not just not just that. Well, yeah, like this because she can say all she wants about this, but mm-hmm. when you get a few more people coming out doing the same thing, yeah, all of a sudden that's going to be considered normal in our society. I mean, all you have to do is look at Justin Bieber. Um, <laughs> what well, have you seen the way he dresses? What's wrong with that? Okay, never mind. Anyways, <laughs> um, I mean, this really? is all this is all Harry Buffalo. All the transgender things, all of it is. It is a way to change the way people think without them understanding that their assumptions and everything are going away. Like this, like this cool cat. This is all you got to do. Yeah, baby. think I'm crying on my own and I didn't want to write a song Cause I didn't want anyone thinking I still care or don't But you still hit my phone up And baby, I'll be moving on And I think it should be something What? I don't is this pre or post puberty? Maybe yes Or is there no difference? <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, okay Peanut gallery, what? Here's the problem with this whole story with this Rachel they made they made a lot of money on a movie called Ice Age, and the the gag in that was Manny, the big mastodon, uh, fell in love with Ellie, the little mastodon, who thought she was a possum. And even a kid knows that's a joke. That's something to laugh about. Yeah. Because a white girl says I'm black, that's a joke. Just like Ice Age is a joke. Yeah. But to say, oh, we celebrate her her courage. <laughs> but with with the small Mastodon, people might laugh at it, but they realize that if she if she actually believes it that there's something wrong with her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And that's so why it's, it's funny. Fu- that's why it's funny. Especially in a cartoon. Yeah. When a, a normal, otherwise normal person says, I'm something I'm really not. Yeah, but isn't normal just a social construct? No, not really. Well, it is if you listen to these people nowadays. It's like if you call a dog's leg a tail. <laughs> that doesn't make it a tail. Exactly. <laughs> how, many, how many legs does it have? Yeah. Five. Huh? <laughs> right. Well, that, that, there you go. If you call his hind leg a tail, how many tails does the dog have? Five. <laughs> he has one tail because calling it a tail doesn't make it a tail. True. Calling her black doesn't make her black. Yeah. Now she can curl her hair. Put but then, face on. But, but even even the term black, how do you define that? Does that mean 50% and above is black? 40% above is black? 10% above mm-hmm. is black? I mean, even that is a shifting uh, measurement. Yeah. Well, in South America, South America, South Africa, during the height of apartheid, um, there was this little triangle thing on the back of these little girls. And if it was a certain, it's, it's weird. They could determine how black they were. In South Africa, by this little rectangle piece of 
kind of just up from your waist on your back. So if you were like 50-50, they would, the triangle would be a certain color or be yeah, like half full or something? I read about that and I remember thinking, that's weird. Well, But that's what they, how do you know if you're, is, uh, is Barack Obama black? No, he's darker complected than I am. I, I, I mean, if it's 50-50, if you have to be 50% or more, I would say, well, he, he'd probably be. But like someone like um, Halle Berry, absolutely not. Mariah Carey? Mariah Carey, absolutely not. You can't say She's that. white. If, if that is are, your you definition. You guys are racist, apparently. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> so we just call names. Yep, <laughs> yep. Works for me. <laughs> Just love yourself. I mean, Bieber just told you to. That's all you got to do. Really? Mm-hmm. And the That's greatest it. love of all is self. And that was Whitney. Is Bieber. Oh, Whitney. <laughs> Whitney. So uh, tonight, the final four in the uh, NCAA basketball tournament, the final four teams, North and South Carolina and Oregon and Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Where's Gonzaga from? Spokane, Washington. Oh, so... So we have the Upper uh, upper Northwest uh, and <laughs> North South Carolina. Huh. So Spokane is where Rachel Dolezal yes. comes from. So, hey, nice tie-in. No, Kentucky, did, were, were they in the... No, they, they in the Elite Eight, they lost. Okay. By South Carolina? One of them. One of them beat them. One of the Carolinas. Huh. Uh, so tonight... We're going to be the care. Um, starting at 5 something central time. We'll have some basketball that will be fun to watch. If you if you find that fun to watch. It's fun to watch. These games are a blast. They, they tend to go down to the wire and it's fun. So, like it or not, if, it's a fun game to watch. If, if you think that, then that's you should try. <laughs> Depends upon how you define fun. Uh, so, but what I did, this song came out of the game day playlist on Spotify. It's one of three songs, four songs that I'm allowed to play. So which on one air. is it? Three or four? <laughs> it's one of four. Okay. That are not explicit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So game day means you have to swear a lot and talk about bad stuff in your music. I think Bruno Mars. That's what I like. Well, never mind then. This is kind of explicit as well. <laughs> All right, Khalid. This location. We'll just go through these, uh, these quotes, clean songs for fun. Oh, okay. Send me your location. Let's focus on communicating. Cause I just need the time and place to come through. to come through. Sorry, was that stereotypical? What just happened? Send me your location. Let's that's not. No, because they usually don't use uh, automatic <laughs> weapons. Much and grenades. Not that many of them. <laughs> 
This is new to you initially. I didn't wanna fuck but you gather my attention. Yep, not a fan. So don't take advantage. Don't leave my heart damaged. No, I'm sorry. I'm not sure why that works. At my best, Machine Gun Kelly. Is that the name of the person? Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun. Huh. Oh, Wikipedia. Who is Machine Gun Kelly? I wrote the song as a message for help. On behalf of anybody finding themselves. I wrote this letter to Oh, he's white. Finding themselves. He's 6'4". Wow. I got issues just like you got issues. 64? Uh, six feet, four inches tall. So is that why he's in the game day playlist? Just strictly because he's tall? And he's 20. He's 26. Do I even need you? Should I leave you? Do I gotta be you just to please you? Do I say I'm all good when I bleed you? Do my heart quit tearing mine apart? You don't deserve me at my best. That's a good song. Good work, kids. I guess his parents were missionaries. They were? Yeah. Yikes. Unruly. Unruly. And then his mother left. Huh. Who keeps bringing more? I've had too many. This Virginia done me off already. I hate this stuff. Who's this guy? Drake. Gross. <sighs> yeah. So it's all uh, the, the same. It's all. It is. It's all garbage. And if you want, you can play the others that are no, just nothing but swear I'm good. words. Thanks. Yikes. But it's nice to know I have uh, options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more time since we're into the music scene here. We are. Oh, that was music. Okay, I get it. Okay. <laughs> I said into the music scene. Okay. Uh, let's go to the top 50 of these United States. I can't play one, two, and three. But four. That sounds like the ring of my phone. Isn't it? That's probably what that is. You're supposed to change it. The club it. isn't the best place to find the lovers, so the bar is where I go. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends at the table doing shots, tripping fast, and then we talk slow. Come over and start up a conversation with just me And trust me, I'll give it a chance Now take my hand, stop it, and the man on the jukebox And then we start to dance And now I'm singing like, girl, you know I want your love Your love was handmade for somebody like me Come on now, follow my lead I may be crazy, don't mind me Say, boy, let's not talk too much Grab on my waist and put that body on me that's good. Okay. Ed Sheeran. That was that was Ed Sheeran? <laughs> yeah. I wow. Think the, I think the best theme song for any of those four teams left would be the Elton John song, I'm Still Standing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Any of those four ones? Kind of. He just turned 70. What? Yeah. I heard he's gay. <laughs> oh, come on now.
After a long and grueling NCAA tournament, the finish line is in sight. And this especially, hold on, this especially for David here on the David Allen Show. Because sports are his favorite thing in the world, especially the professional variety. I, I think I would take the, the final four that, games but. on Saturday. Will tell us which teams will play for the title. It will either be South Carolina, North Carolina, Gonzaga, or Oregon holding the NCAA tournament trophy on Monday. But first, we have to play the games. Below, we've got the TV schedule and who to watch. Really? Are you ready? This is for you, David. Tonight, 6.09 p.m. Gonzaga, South Carolina. You gonna watch? Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, come on! You're shaking your head. Well, <laughs> you're hesitant. I'm confused. I mean, if I fall down and experience a traumatic brain injury and makes me long for basketball, yes, I will watch it tonight. <laughs> just that could to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. That's a that's my point. It could happen. <clears throat> I wouldn't bet large sums of money. Unless you'd split it with me, then I'd watch it. Oh, I I'd, I'll watch it for a hundred dollars. I will happily watch it for a hundred dollars. You would pay a hundred bucks to watch that? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Somebody have to pay me a hundred dollars. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, that's lame. Really? Do you get paid to watch? I think that's the coolest thing. So how, how, do we, how, about. Do we get, how do we rig that up? How can we make that happen? I don't think there's any way we can make that happen. Well, it's got to be something. I don't know. Yeah. Who would care? To pay you? Enough to pay you? Yeah. Well, good point. Yeah, unless, exactly. Unless, unless you had to take a shot for every uh, three-pointer they made. Like a tetanus? Yeah. <laughs> every time. Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would be set for life. I'd never have to love. have another tetanus shot. Or you just die from tetanus. <laughs> yeah, die from tetanus. Yeah. <laughs> huh, that's exciting. Because they're still standing. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you've heard of Wonder Woman, no? Um. Yes, I have. Okay, Wonder Woman. She's gay now, right? <laughs> Probably. Does she have a theme song? Sorry, I should have had this racked up and ready. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 not that. Maybe? Hey, I just saw this tweet. Yeah, sorry. It's riveting radio. Yeah, tweet. Tweet away. From Rob, do you know who Rob Schneider is? Yeah. He, he sent out a tweet. Um, says this. 2010, Dems lost the House. Democrats lost the House. Yep. 2012, Democrats lost the Senate. 2016, Democrats lost the White House. 2017, Democrats lost ability to reason. It's not Russia, it's you. Whoa, <laughs> Schneider said that? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching this. I got a hug and a kiss from her, too, when I was five. <clears throat> Set to debut in theaters June 2nd, the new Wonder Woman film will be the first female-centric superhero motion picture to grace the big screen in some 12 years. With palpable excitement surrounding the film's release, the latest trailer, which can be viewed below, has sparked new controversy. 
What, through, no armpit hair? Through careful analysis. Is she sexist? The internet has exposed a perhaps not so wonderful aspect of DC Comics' newest incarnation of the classic girl power superheroine. Wait for it. She has no armpit hair. Boo. While the moment lasts all of a millisecond, it's a millisecond that has set off a heated debate. Amongst like four people. As Refinery29... I mean, that's gross. Do they actually want people to watch this? <laughs> Evidently, they don't. <laughs> I don't think she has leg hair either. As Refinery29 pointed out in a scathing review of the new trailer, the lack of body hair on the female warrior makes us wonder if feminism was swept aside in favor of achieving the ideal female aesthetic. Quote, it's really hard to believe that Wonder Woman, who has been on an island filled with strong women who her entire life is worried about waxing and then bleaching her pits. Evidently they're wrong because she does it. That is a time-consuming process, and she's a little too busy training ten times harder with the Amazons so that she can, you know, save the world. All right, all right. Everyone blew out. <laughs> Everyone blow out their feminist torches and put away your pitchforks. The fact that literally anyone in this world is mad about a fictional superhero not having armpit hair makes me want to set myself on fire. Wait, you mean she's not real? <laughs> She's Wonder Woman. No one cares that she was stuck on an island with no access to razors or nair. If she doesn't want wait hair a second, okay, body, stop, stop. She won't. She's have got it. an invisible jet plane. She has the lasso of, of truth. truth. <laughs> She's got these these armbands that that block bullets. She can lift a car and throw it. Okay. She's got an invisible jet that when she's in it, it makes her invisible as well. If she doesn't want body hair, she won't have it. Do you yeah. know why? <laughs> because she's based on a cartoon character. Semantics aside, show me one woman who chooses to have arm hair for reasons other than one. She was too lazy in the shower that day or two. <laughs> she also burned all of her bras and freelances for Jezebel. Normal people would cover I, yeah, every inch go. of their bodies in wax strips at once if there was a salon that allowed that. I'd dip my body in a vat of acid with the nose down if it meant I'd be hairless for the rest of my life. I think Wonder Woman can find 30 seconds to hit up a CVS and take care of her situation. You will not convince me that women exist who are like, yeah, this feels great now, totally disgusting. Guys, dig this. Can't wait to hold onto a subway pole and tank top to show it off. <laughs> now that we've established that feminists are wrong, can we talk about our girl Wonder Woman, a.k.a. Gal Gadot, for a second? First, she's some kind of Israeli and has a foreign hot girl accent. She has a permanent tan. She's the kind of person that I would use to Photoshop my head onto her body if I were trying to catfish people online yeah is that what that's called yeah final nail in the coffin she and isla fisher <laughs> try on lingerie together and then make out in the movie keeping up with the joneses who knew this article uh written by uh kelly kegs anyway so apparently it's a problem that a superhero woman has bare armpits. Well, I know Marvel has a, a lesbian Latina as a new superhero. Written 
by a lesbian Latina woman. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, like, it'll, you know, it'll sell a lot in some more progressive towns, but it's not going to sell anywhere else. Oh, let's hear this. Judge Neil Gorsuch uh, had got raked over the coals recently in the Senate. Now, li literally or figuratively? Almost both. Well, hold on a second. We don't want to be still standing, do we? No. No. We don't want that. Standout moments in what we've heard so far today. Well, Dianne Feinstein certainly went after him on a number of issues that are critical to progressives and uh, abortion, euthanasia at the top of the list. Look to his work on euthanasia. In fact, he's written a whole book about it. I will refer to the part of the book that concerns a lot of people uh, who believe in the woman's right to choose. Human life is fundamentally and inherently valuable, and the taking of human life by private what persons an is always wrong. Holy crap, I can't believe he's monster human life is fundamentally and inherently valuable and the taking of life by private persons is always wrong what a bigot <laughs> apparently that has the liberal mind exploding <sighs> the woman's right to choose choose what bratwurst over liverwurst Yes. That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When California... Here, here. <laughs> when California lost Senator Barbara Boxer, it looked as though the title for the stupidest oh, woman in the United States Senate had been lost, too. I don't think they lost her. I think they, like, tried to hide her, but she found her is way she, out. Is she still... Is she not running again? I don't know. This from the Daily Wire. One can only hope. Um... But thanks to the election of Kamala Harris to fill her role, California has retained its title holder. Is she really out? I am way out of the loop if I missed her. Not M missed her. Well, missed they said her. they lost her. Maybe they just can't find her. Yeah, yeah. No, Senator from 93 to 17. She must be done. Hmm. Fantastic. Oh, so now let's get Feinstein out of there. Well, or uh, what's her name? Pelosi. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. But these yeah. senators, this is senators. Senator. I know, but still, she's from California and a but weapon we gotta, of mass destruction at the same time. Well, it's true. Um, on Friday, Kamala Harris, who the new California senator, apparently, tweeted Judge Gorsuch has consistently valued narrow legalisms. Over real lives, I cannot support his nomination. Oh boy! Isn't that I what didn't judges that do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know the law says this, but I like you, so I'm gonna. Yeah. And there uh, was an op-ed to back up this idiotic contention. In it, Harris argued that Gorsuch, a man so qualified that literally not one Democrat casts a vote against him for his federal appellate court position, was unqualified to be on the Supreme Court. Why? Because the court quote has the power to do enormous good. And Gorsuch wouldn't do such good. What good would he forego as a result of being, you know, a judge? According to Harris, 
He would have voted to strike down laws forcing teachers to pay union dues because, you know, that's a violation of their First Amendment rights, among other obvious legal issues. But Harris says that because Gorsuch might take a look at that stupid old Constitution, he can't be confirmed, quote, as U.S. senators, she writes, we have an obligation to also examine a nominee's legal approach and ask whether he or she considers the impact of those decisions on our society and the daily lives of our people. It would be awesome if we had some sort of independent elected branch to make public public policy, wouldn't it? But according to Harris, judges should fulfill the mandate of Thurgood Marshall, who said, you do what you think is right and let the law catch up, which coincidentally is what? also something that dictators say. But never mind, Harris knows what's right for America. Judges who openly ignore legalism in order to apply her standards of morality. So, the... The whole purpose of the Supreme Court is to do good things. Yep. Mm. And he won't do those. So. Um, apparently, get him, kill him, kill him, get him out. Or let's have our city council vote to impeach Trump. <laughs> uh, I, To me, it uh, just the hypocrisy is just, I just, I just can't get over how huge of a hypocrite these people are. And Wonder Woman needs to grow some armpit hair. I had one last little thing, and this is was going to be related to when uh, our good friend Jay was going to be here to talk, be here to talk about the, uh, I think the repealing of the net neutrality bill that yes. passed. Yes. Yes. Uh, this was from June. Oh, well, June 16, two thousand sixteen. Uh, the No Agenda show. Uh, Adam Curry talked about. Uh, that kind of laid out a little bit of what that bill was. Uh, and let's listen to that just a little bit. The thing that happened as the FCC won an important ruling regarding the net neutrality rules. Uh, there was, there's multiple lawsuits running and, uh, you know, it looks like the FCC took a win. <laughs> and, you know, how long did we go on about this net neutrality, how it was bad? And I'll just remind you of one thing. The most important thing that we on this program and within our intelligence network take issue at is the term legal content and legal technologies <clears throat> and legal, uh, the thing also legal uh, data traffic. Now, so you can talk about packets back and forth and peering and, you know, and, and bandwidth limiting, whatever. The danger is in this, these terms, which are in the document and it's very specific that ISPs cannot cut off, regulate, or do anything with legal traffic or uh, legal content. So that's very problematic. But how does the New York Times explain it? Well, they put together a little bullcrap video for the morons. The Federal Communication Commission's new net neutrality rules reclassify high-speed internet as a public utility. The goal is to ensure an open and equal internet for all content, otherwise known as net neutrality. When you download content from the internet, it arrives in packets of data. Think of the packets as literal packages. Let's say you want to watch a Netflix movie, which is 10 packages big. First you order, but before Netflix ships, those packages have to go through a sorting facility. In this analogy, that's an internet service provider like Verizon or Comcast. Now what net neutrality means is that all packages must be delivered at the same rate. And the new FCC rules are in place to make sure that happens. 
Broadband providers want to keep control over the delivery rates, but the federal court ruled that as a utility, high-speed Internet should be equally accessible to all Americans. This decision may lead to even more rigorous regulations of providers like Comcast and Verizon and fuel their legal battle with the federal agency. Now, while this may be celebrated as a big win in the tech horny circles, this is one of the worst things that could happen to the Internet. In fact, it's the beginning of the end. And this is why I want I really want Jay's take on this, because he lives in this world just a bit. So so when they repealed the Internet. Um, what was it? Inter- Internet security protocol. Well, and, and that's that, that's why I'm curious if that is part of this bill that went through. That was a big deal that it went well, through because net neutrality is a joke. Yeah, but I think his his was um, that the service providers can't sell information. Well, they can't use your browsing history to yeah. sell. Yeah, to sell to other companies for yeah. ads or whatever. So they can't watch where you went. Yeah. And then, you know, hey, I saw you were over here. Uh, how about this? Do you want to buy this? I saw you were looking at um, radar detectors. Did you need this other thing that helps you break, you know, whatever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they go on. At least for the free and open web as we know it. And or other yeah. things. I mean, even Bitcoin may be regulated uh, as illegal traffic. Uh, torrents, uh, illegal torrents traffic. for sure. Any blockchain type stuff, illegal traffic. So, good luck. <clears throat> good luck with that. Yeah, it's going to be a while, but they're going to do it. Yeah, the oh, they, oh, thing they are. Is, I'll oh. tell you the thing that's going, that one of the things that's going on, especially with the cord cutters that nobody likes, mm. this actually plays well into the Comcast hands. Uh, I don't see them complaining that much. No. Uh, is that you're not going to be able to torrent stuff. You're not going to be able to download the last season of no. Person of Interest because you didn't see it on the TV, yeah, but you can get it. Mm-hmm. You can get it from a number of sites. They have it and you want to watch it. So you can just torrent it and you put it on a, you know, put it on, watch it on your television that way. No, that's done. That's yeah. going to be over because that is illegal. It's an illegal uh, download. It's, it's no illegal t- traffic. It's illegal traffic. And they're going to eventually figure out that the torrent protocols uh, are going to just have to be stopped because the only way to stop this. And it's not just a few sites with a few things. Pretty much anything you want uh, from the entertainment world, not necessarily in advance. I suppose there are some sites that have it stuff in advance. You can go get, you know, uh, some Malaysian site might have a some of these movies before they actually come I'm out. I'm going to tell you that even using a VPN will be considered illegal traffic. I think that's a possibility. Now, VPN, you can argue, and I think they will, and this is going to take years before this is resolved. And, and, I'll, tell, and I'll tell you why, how they'll argue it. A lot of this Title II was argued on the comparison between telephone numbers and IP addresses. <laughs> this is mind-boggling. That is what convinced... Um, uh, the court that it's the, that it should be regulated like telephony because an IP address is unique. It's unique just like of course it's a phone number. Yeah, it's a phone number, and you know IPv6 is just a longer phone number. You know, <laughs> it's just a really long phone number. So, so that's why I'm intrigued because if this is the bill that just got repealed, mm-hmm. and if part of that was you know monitoring, being able to monetize that traffic, if part of that was in this bill, and this bill essentially ruined 
the potential and it set in place a lot of new rules and regulation for legal and illegal content on the web, I don't think it's a bad thing that that specifically got repealed. Now, I still want to know exactly what's going on with that bill that just got repealed. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, uh, tomorrow, it's the Sunday show of the No Agenda uh, guys, which is tomorrow. They... Uh, Adam's saying he's going to have a, an expose on what that actually looks like. So it'd be interesting to see what they say there. Hmm, um, okay. And I, I would like uh, our our friend's take as well. Sure. He's in that biz. He's kind of up in arms a little bit about it now. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to know both sides of that. So uh, it's interesting what's happening with the, the interweb as we know it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that it's... I don't think it... Nothing's good. And mm-hmm. the reality of anyone thinking that it's free and anonymous is outrageous. Mm-hmm. It can't be. Yeah, I agree. Well, whew, good. I know you can sleep better tonight. Much. Yeah. Such better. Yeah, that's a relief. Uh, well, any final thoughts on this? Uh, we have all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> Harry Buffalo. On, Harry Buffalo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Well, that, uh, yeah. Electric boogaloo. That was my other thought. Okay. No, that's it. Just electric boogaloo. Does somebody need to look up? No. 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 Just a thought. Because you asked, right? Oh, I did, yeah. Yeah. Final thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Lunch. No. Yeah. No. Anyway. Uh, this is the, uh, again, the, uh, brother, the David Allen show. <laughs> uh, we are normally here, uh, live on Saturdays. Uh, last week we didn't, we were in the middle of all kinds of crazy chaos. This building we're in has been renovated mm-hmm. and we now have a room for this podcasting, uh, operation as a shell. We need to actually get it fixed now and actually filled with all of our gear. So that's kind of where we're going in the next few months. I hope that we'll have that wrapped up and ready to go. Um, but in the meantime, keep it here, live and local. And keep it real, baby. And in the uh, uh, the tr- Trump love that we are seeing from the mainstream media, we're going to go out uh, on one of our favorite classics. Uh, this is the David Allen Show, davidallenshow.com. This Mr. President... Have a good night, every week, everybody. See you next time. Toodles.